Hello everyone, welcome to Word, the podcast. My name is Megan Lane and I am a female empowerment coach, speaker, writer and mental health advocate. And I'm here to provide a safe space for you to tune in, listen to some honest and vulnerable and inspiring conversations. And I hope that this podcast helps you to make a little more sense out of life. So I love you, I appreciate you and thank you so much for being here. Hi guys, so today I wanted to talk to you very quickly in a nice short episode about positivity. I think I get asked this question more than any any other and it's how do you manage to stay positive all the time? And the truth is that I don't. I'm not positive all the time and I actually don't even want to be. I don't try to be. When I started first reading like self-help, self-development type books, I noticed something that felt a little bit off about the books on finding this idea of never-ending, everlasting, constant happiness. And what I noticed was that it made me feel extremely sort of ashamed and scared of any more heavy or, air quotes, negative or difficult emotions. So anytime sadness crept in for me or something upset me or something worried me, these books taught me that I had to just put my happy pants on and shut up and get on with it regardless of what was going on in my life. And I started to realise that I wasn't addressing issues that were upsetting me and I wasn't standing up for myself. When I first started getting into self-development and was reading kind of books about this constant happiness and agreeing to everything all the time and just putting a smile on and grinning and bearing it and getting on with it, that I became quite a doormat. I lost my power And I was very afraid to come across as someone who was negative or someone who had bad bad vibes or someone who stood up for herself. Actually, I think that that type of positivity can be quite toxic. You know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. It is such a shame (laughs) to deny one entire side of the spectrum of emotion. There's this saying that I love that life is like a song. And if you could imagine for a moment that a song has only high notes, how boring, how samey, how lifeless and how repetitive this song would sound. And the real beauty of a song really is in the use of the whole spectrum of notes, you know, and it's the way that the low notes contrast against the high notes and they create this beautiful melody. So if we view life like a song, then we can see that we need all of it. You know, we need the juiciness of the low moments, the low notes, the heavy emotions, the trials and tribulations. You know, they that's what gives the high notes the power to feel absolutely euphoric, the beautiful high notes, the beautiful high moments in life, because we appreciate them more than ever before when they happen, because we felt the contrast of the low moments. And right now we're in a dark time. We are in a dark time. And it's that darkness that brings so much more light to the normality of life, the everyday things that we're now so grateful for. When things go back to normal, finally, life will feel so much sweeter than it did before. And that is because of the contrast of the lower moments. It's because of this life ebbs and flows. We are in one of the troughs and it will peak again. And that peak will feel incredible because we've been in this trough. When this whole coronavirus thing started, I was extremely positive. Before the lockdown happened, I was very grateful for the entire situation because although the world seemed to be on its head, 
I started my podcast, I was getting so many of my passion projects done, I was really thriving. But as time has gone on, that initial burst of positivity has wavered. And, and you know, there's been days over the last few weeks where I haven't felt grateful or positive at all. I have felt extremely lost. I felt extremely confused and angry and hurt for people who are in vulnerable situations and I've been worried for friends and family. I was speaking to my friend Wendy the other day. I went for a walk with a pram with Esme and I did not stop crying the entire time. I literally went for this walk and I think I was out for an hour and a half and I spent most of it on the phone to Wendy and I, I just had tears streaming down my face the whole time. I couldn't control myself. <laughs> People were walking past me and looking at me and I was thinking, they must think that I'm a crazy person right now because I am literally sobbing in the street, but I didn't care because it was a huge release. I needed to have that big cry. I needed it. And Wendy said something on the phone to me. She said that right now, everything feels as though we are in a very, very thick fog, you know? And I imagined that film, you know, the one where Sandra Bullock is going down the river and she's got the blindfold on. I don't know if you've seen that film or not. It's on... um. Netflix and it's a it's actually quite a scary but it's quite a good film. She's in this boat and it's like we're we're headed down the river in a thick fog with a blindfold on with no idea where we're going and no idea what's going to happen. And that, guys, that is scary. That is scary. You know, the fear of the unknown is already quite an anxiety-inducing idea. It's quite you know, strange to, to never know what's going to happen next, just to never have any clue what's going to happen in the future. And it takes a lot of trust to live as a human and know that we can't see into the future and we have to just be okay with that. And I think in times like this, where this is an entirely new experience for everyone right now, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And actually, if we flip this on its head, it's actually a positive act in and of itself to accept that it's okay not to be okay. You know, I was talking before about the toxic form of positivity, and I know people who carry this outlook on life. It's extremely stifling to be around those people. It can feel like I've done it before, where I've tried to pretend in front of those people that I'm okay when I'm not, and it feels like you're drowning whilst you're saying, I'm absolutely fine, through gritted teeth, and you're holding tears back. And this really comes from the shame and stigma that surrounds allowing yourself to cry and to be honest and to be vulnerable about your feelings. And it's, guys, it's so important to allow yourself to cry. It's so important to allow yourself to feel. Crying can be extremely positive. Anger, confusion, sadness and rage can all be really positive if you channel them and express them in a healthy and vulnerable way. Heavier emotions can actually be very beautiful and really require us to feel them in order to heal them. Feel it to heal it. If you do not process an emotion, it will just get bigger and stronger and it, and it won't really go away. So you cannot just process sadness by smiling through gritted teeth. You process it by recognising it and saying, okay, right now I feel sad. Why is that? Well, right now the world's falling to shit. My boyfriend broke up with me. I'm living with my parents who are driving me bananas. And even if there is no reason, even if you go, I feel sad right now, and you go, well, why is that? And you think, I actually don't know. That's happened to me a million times. I've called my friend and gone, I feel really sad, but I don't know why. Well, that's okay too. You're a human. You're allowed to have a wave of sadness come over you, you know? So what do we do next? We talk about it. You need to talk about it, guys. It's so important. I know so many people that refuse to talk about their feelings. They refuse to open up and they struggle. They suffer because they're holding it all in. And it's so true. A problem shared is a problem halved. Calling my friends 
is one of the most important things that I do to cope with heavier emotions. The other day I felt so unbelievably lonely. I swear I have never experienced this level of loneliness before in my entire life. (laughs) It was such an intense emotion and it completely took my breath away. It was so intense that the emotion itself started to scare me because I was like, wow, I've never felt this before. So on top of the loneliness, I began to feel anxiety. And here's what I did. I labelled the emotion. I labelled loneliness and I labelled anxiety. I called my friend Kirsty, who is someone that I can really rely on to hold space for me. There are certain people I absolutely refuse to talk to when I feel down because I know they will make me feel worse because they themselves aren't people who respond well to, to like heavier emotions. Okay, so remember this for yourself. If there's no one you can talk to that will hold space for you and listen to you and tell you it's okay, then you can talk to the universe, okay? It's always listening. It has all of the answers. You might feel a little bit crazy, but I do this most mornings when I wake up. I look up and I say, thank you. And I smile and I say it to the universe and it smiles right back at me. There have been times where I have been at rock bottom on my knees crying and I have opened up and just spoke to the universe and it has saved me. Letting it all out, having a conversation with the most powerful loving force in existence. Honestly, try it one day if you haven't already. But yeah, so anyway, I call Kirsty and I talk. I vent. I tell her how lonely I feel. I tell her what's happening, why I feel lost, why I feel confused, why I feel angry. And she just nods and listens and she tells me it's going to be okay and that it's okay to feel what I'm feeling. This is the opposite of holding shit in. It's offloading and it feels so, so good. It feels so good. So I ran a bath because this is my designated safe space that I go to if I need to feel an emotion. And you may want to curl up in bed. You may want to sit at the kitchen table. You might want to lie in the garden, go for a walk, whatever it is. Just find a spot where you feel safe to just be and just be and just be undisturbed and just sit. Then you can take some deep breaths and bring your awareness to where it is in your body that you're feeling discomfort or tension and then label it and give it a colour and give it a shape. For example, um, you might feel anger and you might see it in the shape of a red ball and it's in your chest area, okay? Once you've done this, you've given the emotion, the recognition and the acknowledgement that it's been craving from you. And if you keep ignoring it and shoving it down, the old saying comes in, what we resist persists and it's so true. So straight away, when we face an emotion head on, it loses a lot of its power. For me, once I do that, the labeling, the give it a color and a shape and everything, it just loses so much power because I'm, I'm staring it in the face. And so as you focus your attention, visualizing this emotion in your body, I just want you to gently say hello to the emotion. Say hello, greet it, and say thank you for being here. Because emotions carry with them information, and that information can be really important if we just quieten down and listen to what it has to tell us. Remember that the emotion that you're feeling is neither good nor bad. Emotions are neutral, whether it's joy or sadness or elation or anxiety, whatever it is, just try and see all emotions on the same level. No matter how they feel, they are all just neutral and they are all just as important and just as valid as each other. So we don't try and push them away. We don't resist them. We let them be there. And you know, you were not put on this earth to be a ray of sunshine every single day. You don't always have to look on the bright side of life. You're allowed to feel you're allowed to cry, you have permission to be human. And with that permission comes a beautiful, wonderful sigh of relief. You know, when we express ourselves, 
when we recognize our emotions, when we feel them and allow them and welcome them in and even then thank them for being there, that's when our healing begins. That's when everything becomes a lot more easy and we remove the suffering because a lot of the suffering that we feel when we're having heavy emotions comes from trying to push them away, trying to shove them down, trying to ignore them and resist them and and keep trying to put our happy pants on and feel ashamed for feeling anything other than happiness and positivity. That's where a lot of suffering comes from. So if you want to end your suffering, accept the whole spectrum of emotion and allow yourself to feel. Sit with it. Sit with those emotions. Allow them. They'll pass through you quicker than you could ever even imagined when you allow them. It's like a conveyor belt. Imagine your emotions come along on a conveyor belt and imagine you just keep putting your arm out and shoving them to one side and they, they just build up and they build up. Well, let them go through. Let them just pass through as they come. You know, it's the same as I was always saying about the sky and the clouds. Let them pass through. Notice them. Label them. But don't hang on to them and don't push them away. So I hope this helps some of you. And um, I hope you have a lovely day. You've been listening to Word, the podcast. Thank you so, so much for joining me. I really hope that you love this episode. Don't forget to join me next time and have a beautiful day.